Time for our feature interview this week and let me just call off some of the results over the last two years of Barry McAvoy. Second circuit of Clan McNass, second Karen Tool Classic, second in Will Ria, apologies if I got the pronunciation of that one wrong, second in Neffen, fourth in Lugan Aquila, first in the Halloween Half Marathon, first in Wing Trail, probably got the pronunciation of that one wrong guys as well, apologies about that, first in Ballyhora Winter Moonlight Challenge, First in the Brocka Burst, second in the Mallow AC Trail, first in the Wicklow Way Half, and last weekend, first in the trial race for the European Championships and the Snowden Race as well. Everybody, let's hear the story of Barry McAvoy. Barry, first things first, congratulations on making the Irish team for the European Championships. And I'm really looking forward to hearing about the trial race. It's one of the highlights of the year on the Inward calendar, qualifying for major championships. And the first question that I maybe have today is, was this a key target race for you for 2022? And I presume maybe it's always been a dream to, to run for Ireland then in a senior championship. Yeah. Um, hi, on And yeah, first, just thanks for having me and thanks for having me on the podcast. It's a, it's a great show and, and a great listen. And yeah, like I think the way I look at it is like if you're racing at the competitive level of mountain running in Ireland and the trial race isn't a priority, then you'd be asking yourself what's going on. Yeah. Um, like at the start of the year, I knew the Wicklow Way half was going to be a trail race for Trail de Garladan in France. And so that was my focus. And I then I think it naturally kind of shifts on to you know, then the next trail race um, when you do well in that one. And I have a lot of respect, like, for everyone that shows up to the trail races, you know, and you've, you've done them yourself and you have to put yourself out there and you do need courage for that. And, yeah, with regards to, like, you know, running for Ireland, like, when I was younger, I used to joke, um, I'd represent Ireland in Tiddlywinks if I get a green jersey, like, you know, and you never believe you'll actually be able to make it to a level um, when you're not there, but... I suppose like you just go for a jog and then you go for another one and then just all this consistency happens and then you know Leo Matten or whatever is asking you what size you are in an Ireland tracksuit <laughs> and um, like for me like you know I, I definitely have like a big dream around my life but like most of my dreams were like you know it's kind of like that thing where you're you know uh, waiting to win the lotto but you don't buy a ticket and I think with the mountain running, I just forgot about the lotto and said, like, go earn some dreams, like, you know, that sort of thing. And I'm very proud to be Irish. And yeah, it's it's an honour to represent my country. Yeah, and I'm sure you'll enjoy all the more getting that singlet and that pair of shorts from Leo, whether it's just in the airport before you go or whether it's over in the hotel a couple of days before the, the actual championship race starts. Right, I remember... When I got my first cap um, after qualifying through the trial race in 2010, uh, I was on the phone to, to Jerry Brady and he said to me, oh, listen, come, come down to where I work. I think he worked in the Phoenix Park at the time and he can pick up your gear. <laughs> so I said, Jerry, when? Now? <laughs> so I literally went down that afternoon and wherever he was working, I think it was Jordan's survey, and just went into his office and literally picked up my gear, tried it on in the bathroom where he worked, happy out, went home, my tracksuit and my singlet and uh, yeah like yourself and um, was on the way to, to live in a childhood dream what well, was there any um debate Barry whether you'd go for the short course or the long course because 
You've been getting incredible results in the Emirates races, first and seconds nearly all the way over the longer distances and the short distances. So what was it that made you go for the actual short course? Well, it's yeah, yeah, like the simple answer is that um, like you, it seemed like you would get to go to Snowden as well. And um, so for me, it was like if I get if I do this course, I might get to go and represent Ireland twice. Um, so like I. Like at Christmas, I actually, you know, this will tell you like kind of the mindset, like I, I put in my calendar um, I put in, I looked up the Snowden race and I put it in my calendar. It was like, I think it's in like 16th of July or 14th of July or something. And I was just going around living my life then acting like, you know, if, if someone said to me, Baz, yeah, you know, it's, it's your brother's wedding on that day. I say, I can't, I have the Snowden race that day. Like, you know, and this is before, like, you know, I even had won a race this year, but like that was kind of just the way I was looking. I was like, I'm going to that race, and that's it. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. It sounds like the the dedication and uh, all the sacrifices over the last couple of months it, it paid off last Saturday, Barry. And and tell us about Barry the the race itself. I mean, you had James Gavan there, who's a multiple time Irish international. He would have been gunning for one of the top places. And um, it was a tough battle, I'm sure. How did the race go for you? And tell us about maybe how you felt at the at the start line because. After you know marking this race and Snowden and I'm sure the European Championships in your diary at the start of the year, it, it, it was probably it must have been a nervous couple of days maybe leading up to it, you know, yeah. with such big dreams. Yeah, yeah, and like you, like you know, I I'm a like we'll probably talk. I analyze a lot, like, and I know like you've ran this race before, and it's it's crucifixion. It's it's a hard course, like you know. And, is, yeah, yeah, and like. I think, yeah, I, I really get a lot of nerves before the race. Like, you know, um, like my legs would be feeling like cavity blocks. Like I, I've no energy. I'd be telling myself like, oh, this isn't worth it. I'm never running again. And, you know, but the minute I get to Crone Woods and I get out of the car and it's the waiting is over and I'm, I'm there and I'm ready to go, I just instantly feel better. And like it was it was kind of a bit off button because I didn't recognize anyone at the race, you know, because there was... There was James Kevin, and I, I knew James Kevin when I saw him, but I, I, did, I don't know him. And, yes. you know, then there was all these guys from the north that I didn't know that were there. And I knew Matthew McConnell, and that kind of put me at ease. But I didn't see the usual, like, you know, and I don't see Mick or Andrew Hanny at a race. I'm like, what's going on here, you know? And um, yeah. then Enda wasn't there as well, Enda Cloak. And Enda's a great runner, like, and, and he, he actually went and did the long-distance trial. But, you know, so that kind of threw me a bit, but... Just once I went and did my warm up, like, and I do about six k in the warm up, um, because I don't like to go in cold to the race, like, so I, like, you know, I, I probably maybe it's too much, but like, I, I'm ready to go on the start line, you know, and I had my plan for the race, and that was it, like, there was no questions in my mind once I'm there, like, you know, and like the race itself, um, you know, for the first two loops, James passed me just near the top on the climb, on the first two loops, and. Then I was right on his back going downhill, like, and then I go by him um, on the downhill section. And on the third loop, he didn't pass me. And, and I kind of start going, right, OK, I'm going to pull away here. Like, so, you know, from that point on, I, I just felt like, OK, just hold this, hold this. But I was kind of disappointed after the race, like with my own performance, because, you know, I, I can def I, I've been up there multiple times and I can go faster, like, you know, so. Wow, but, I, but the time that you ran, Barry, was was very quick. Forty five ten is one of the best times recorded on that course. So if you were disappointed with that, wow, you, you must have set some expectations because that's a phenomenal time. 
yeah, like I presume, like you know, the the time was forty six minutes, and in my head, that means it's forty five minutes minimum. Like I'm going, you know, and I knew Tim O'Donoghue, who I've never met either, but I know he'd run forty four fifty eight. So I was like, yeah, that's the time I want. Like so, that's just the time I was aiming for. So like for me, it was like, but there's a big tree down there as well on the uphill across, and like that, it, it, you have to go around it and step over it. So like you know, I think I could have been a bit closer to that time. Yeah, well, well, I was there that day that Tim ran that time and it was a very, very strong performance. So to get anywhere close to that with a fallen tree on the course, Barry, it shows that you're in incredible shape and that, yeah, you absolutely fully, fully deserve that green jersey and the, the plane ticket to the European Championships. And, you know, I think the, the top two are always guaranteed selection in that trial race. And on the last lap, maybe on the final descent, Barry, did you let yourself enjoy that final descent into the finish line where, where Leo and the, and the volunteers and stewards and maybe a bit of a crowd would have been and, and enjoyed the moment of uh, making an Irish team? Like, yeah, because um, like, it's something I do in training and I, I do it for a bit of fun, but like, I often like, you know, I, I'll be running through some of my home woods and I often like, you know, like pretend to celebrate, you know, like I, I like put my finger in the air or like put my arms up or, or clench my fist or something like, and it's kind of just, you know, like I imagine myself winning a lot. Um, and then, then just to be there, like you don't actually end up doing, like I just jogged over the line. I was kind of smiling, like, you know, whatever, but like, it's kind of like, all right, yeah, here I am actually, this is coming through what I do in training now, like, you know, and it's, yeah. it's really, it's just a nice moment. Yeah. Yeah, and how did you feel then, say, back in the house on Saturday afternoon and um, knowing that all the hard work paid off um, and that, yeah, I'm sure you were, you know, telling the family, telling the girlfriend or that's if they weren't there, maybe at the trial race itself. Yeah, like my, like I was lucky now that my um, my girlfriend and my brother and my mother and father were, were all there and they're kind of like my support crew. And, um, you know, I was grateful that I could share that moment with them. And I think like, yeah, like I probably don't, it, it sinks in later, but at the time, like, you know, in the car on the way home, I'm, I'm kind of thinking like, I wonder what the European Championship course would be like, you know, it's just yeah. like I'm, I'm gone on to the next thing. Like, you know, it, it's just like I gave everything for that and I did it. And now it's right. What's next? You know? Yeah, well, I know the, the European Championship course well. It's on just one of the islands just across from me here. And it's a race that I've worked at for the last couple of years. And it's it's a beautiful location. It's fast running. Uh, it'll probably be hot, so you might have to get a little bit of warm weather training in before you come over. But uh, it, it be very, it's very runnable and it's it's very manageable. And listen to be there with with an Irish singlet on with, with all the Irish team with the best runners from Italy, Spain, France, the UK. You're, you're going to have the time of your life. Yeah, it's surreal. It definitely is surreal. But yeah, I'm just excited about it now, you know. Yeah. Um, but very like be, before, say, maybe the last year or two and, and your, your results only started maybe to appear on Imre, I think around 2020. Um, yeah. let, let's go back in time a little bit and just tell us about the journey from where you came from to appear maybe in Imre races in 2020. And then if people look at your results in 2021, it's podiums all the way. It's lots of seconds. And then over the last 12 months, it's no longer seconds. It's first, 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 first across a whole list of races. There's all different types of races on the Inward calendar. 
So uh, how, how did Barry McAvoy become this incredible machine over the mountains? Where, where did it all start? Well, I, I, like, just to give you a bit of background, like, um, I, I started running when I was um, 15 and it was actually just to get off class, like in school. And then I started winning a few track races and cross country races. But like by the time I was actually 17, I was just putting all my efforts into like basically just drinking and causing trouble. So okay. that, that, that was the end of my running. So I, I only started back running when I was 30, 30 like. So um, then, I, as you said, I did my first Zimmer race when I was 31. That's about not even two years ago now. But, you know, it's, it's um, I don't know, like, I think it's, it's like, for me, it's, it's a way of life, like, you know, and like, yeah. I don't have much, I don't have much like to my name now at the minute. I kind of live week to week and, like I've had over 35 different jobs and at the minute I'm not working. I'm kind of like burning through my credit union savings and just kind of selling things on adverts that I eat. Like, you know, <laughs> like if anyone's yeah. looking for a, an antique nun's cupboard, I have one for sale. Like, but um, I don't know. I, I just think one day I saw a man out cycling um, and he was probably retired and like in his late 60s. And I was just like, I just want to do that now. I just don't want to wait any like till I'm retired to do it. So I think I, I like probably struggle with society, you know, at times. And like the thing I love is though, like I always find the truth out on the trails. Like, and, um, you know, I think when you find that something that is that something, like you have to go with it. And that's just what I'm trying to do. And like, I don't know where it's going to all end up, but like, like I'm up in Donegal at the minute and I'm, going up Errigal now after this conversation and that's 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 enough like for me at the minute um yeah. but yeah uh, like you know like with regards to the results like the the, the number one thing is I, I stopped smoking in October just gone and that's that's made a huge difference for me like um yeah sure <laughs> so like I'm not, I'm not like I'm not like prob- I'm probably a bit unconventional like you know in in terms of that but definitely if there's anyone out there who wants to get better and they're smoking, like, yeah, give up the cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds like, Barry, you're you're a great example for everybody that's listening that might know somebody who maybe had had a bit of talent one day and stopped running, stopped training, or even somebody that has never thought that they could run. You just never know what talent is there, and it's never too late to start. Because it sounds like you were a fantastically talented junior, then stopped the sport. But thankfully for everybody, you've come back into it. You found your way back, and now you're an Irish international. And that that talent is is now being realised, and we're all the better for it. And um, so, it, it, what what a wonderful story! And and you know, tell that story to as many people as possible, and hopefully the listeners will share it. And what an inspiration for anybody listening that it's never too late to to achieve a dream no no and I, I fully believe that like you know like people can do whatever they want to do like you know I, I have that belief and it's something I hold strong like and like I, I remember like sitting in my mid-20s in in pubs in poor leash and like that some of the older men used to say oh but as you were a waste of talent on the football field or this this sort of thing but I used to like that used to make me feel better like because I was I used to think well, a better waste of talent than no talent at all. But really, that's just sad. Like, you know, it's it's kind of like, you no, know, like, get out there if you have any sort of talent or if you have any dreams or anything, go after them. Like, you know, don't just, like, kind of, like, accept that. Oh, like, you know, it's just a way of coping, really, with the regrets of, 
of like the path I had chosen at that time, like, you know. Yeah, well, well I mean, the, uh, a positive way of looking at it now, Barry, is that you might be in your, what, are you 32, 33 now, Barry? 33 now, yeah. 33, 33 yeah. Which, which, you know, some people might see that as kind of not old in terms of running yet, but kind of getting to your mature peak years. But Definitely. the good thing is, if you're, if you're only back running two or three years, you're still very young in terms of the mileage that you have, all the races that you have in the body. The body's still fresh. So if you can keep it going, you know, you could easily have another decade of top performances there. Because sometimes I think when people get to their late 30s and 40s, but when they've been racing for 20 years, they're well broken. <laughs> you know, they're <laughs> done and dusted. They've been through too many battles and the body is just wrecked. But at least now you're only getting going. So, you know, with a bit of luck, there's another 10 years there of good races to look forward to. Yeah, please God. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, that's, that's, the, I, I've actually thought that myself sometimes as well, you know, on that, like, kind of like thinking, yeah, well, I suppose I had a break there for my 20s. So, you, yeah. know, you know, and it's kind of like, yeah, I'll, I'll go on now. I'll just, like, sometimes I just pretend I'm 20. I like, I, I, I celebrated like my 30, I think it was my 32nd birthday. And I, I just said, like, I'm just celebrate my 27 now. And that's it. I'm not celebrating. I'm five years younger than I am. <laughs> yeah well, well Barry like t- tell us the the secrets of your training if there is any secrets you mentioned mentioned the word the word consistency earlier on I'm sure that's a key part of it now but again just for people listening in you know you, you're coming along you're only running two or three years now I know there's probably a tremendous natural engine there as well that's that's helping you qualify for Irish teams but um what is it in your training do you think that's helping you um do so well in races is there any specific type of training you're following and um, i know you're very quick on the roads and the flat as well you got a nice 15 27 5k pdb there a couple of months ago Um, maybe could you give us an overview of your training yeah yeah um, no problem um well i don't uh, for, first i don't have a coach so i kind of like i suppose make it up as i go and maybe if i did have a coach it, it would be better but I, my view on it is that it's 90% running and 10% the other stuff. And like, I'm 100% at a running all the time. I'm 100% at that 90%. I never compromise on my running. Um, but unfortunately, like I am 0% on the other 10%. Like I, I don't stretch. I don't do weights. I don't core work. I barely drink water. I don't cross train. Like I don't do any of that stuff. And I know I, w- I want to do it. And I, I think if I can, like that, that can bring me up, up a lot but I run and like the thing I do is I learn about the sport like I read books I read articles I listen to podcasts race reports I listen to other runners I get advice from like you know there's so many I know like I knew you before I've talked to you here like you know I know Tim O'Donoghue I know Brian Fury I know you know Peter O'Farrell I know John Lennon all these legends in in this sport I, I I've never met a lot of it of them but I, I know them um so like yeah that that's a big thing for me and like I suppose the five weeks before the trail race just to give you like a bit about on my train like I average about 120k a week um, okay so some of the, some of those weeks would have been like about 140k and then I'm kind of like starting to taper it down a little like you know just the mileage but I keep kind of my sessions going and I, I think like every week I, I usually do a threshold threshold session um, like when I feel slow, I do 400s. When I feel weak, I do hill sprints. It's kind of like a bit on feel. 
Um, every two or three weeks, I, I like running up and down big mountains. So like Brandon, Logan Aquila, stuff like that. I just go and I just run as hard as possible on them. Um, then I, I, I like, I have loops and woods back here in Leash and like they might have about 200 meters of elevation, but I run those very hard, like every now and again, and kind of like use them as benchmarks, you know, um, like the speed, the speed, I like, I, um, I was over Ian Conroy, actually, one of your former teammates, um, he yeah. gave me the chance to go over to Trofeo Venoni there last year. And like, um, I didn't perform well anyways. I was, was only off the cigarettes, but um, yeah. he gave me the opportunity. And, and I met a Welsh coach out there and he said that, he goes, what do you think all them top runners have up there? And we were kind of racking our brains. said, oh, I don't, how many miles are doing? And he said, they're fast. And I just ever since he said that, I said, right, I need to be fast. Like, so I do put a bit of effort into speed. And um, that's, yeah, the 5K was kind of part of that. Like, you know, and like I have this little book, Daniel's Running Formula. I don't know. I'd say a lot of people who listen probably have heard of it. Like, and. Um, it's brilliant, isn't it? I have it myself. I, I read it regularly. It's as simple as like to me. That's the Bible, like because uh, like I I just go by that, and you know, according to that, like I could probably it's in like you can do sub 15 5k or whatever. But yeah, like I'm not. It's hard to do really fast 5k's when you're in the hills all the time, you know. Um. Yeah. But yeah, like that's that's kind of like it's not a scientific approach, my approach. But like I'll just give you one example. Like like I was out for an easy cycle Monday there after the race. And it was meant to be easy. And then there's this really steep hill. And I just get up out of the saddle and I start going hell for leather. And my legs are like, they're totally flooded with lactate, lactic acid. And I just like, just accept it and just keep pedaling all the way to the top, up and down, up and down through that pain. And like, yeah. I have no idea why I do that, but I just do that sort of stuff all the time. Like, you know. Yeah, um, well, it seems to be working, Barry, and I love the the freedom that you describe in your training session that um, and the ability to read your body that if you're feeling a bit off, instead of doing, say, hard six by one K or hard tempo, you're just going up the hills, which is a lot more controlled. You'll still get a great workout in, but it just won't be as stressful maybe on the body as a really fast workout on, on the flat. You're getting the roads in by the sounds of it. You're getting the hills in as well. So it's a lovely combination of training that you're getting. And, and sometimes when we do have too much structure to our training, we're doing maybe a hard run on the Wednesday, but we're feeling a bit off or we're doing a hard tempo on the Saturday because the group is doing a hard tempo, but we're actually not ready to do a hard tempo on that particular Saturday morning. So it sounds like you have full control, full freedom, and you're very much in tune with your legs, with your body and with your mind by the sounds of it as well. And, and that's, that's such a massive, massive factors in the success that you're having. Yeah. And like, yeah, like I, I, I could do a session, you see any day of the week. I'm not, um, like I'm very flexible with my approach to training, like like you said, and like I have done sessions on every day of the week. Like it doesn't have to be a Tuesday and a Thursday. Like you know, um, I just like you know I'll go by the field, like and I spend all my time nearly in the in the woods, like or on the mountains. Like I rarely it'll just be like a session, maybe up in the industrial estate here in Port Leash, like where it's flat. That's kind of the only thing, like and you know, yeah, like I, I like you probably might say it, but like I I kind of like you know that freedom to be able to run alone at times like you know yeah yeah it's just it's a nice break isn't it from phones from 
from traffic, sometimes from people as well. It's just so, it's so refreshing and so revitalizing to get out to the trails. One thing that I know you do, Barry, as well is one of the quotes from one of your fantastic blogs, and I might just touch on that later on, is that you prepare races to a fine detail. Um, you said, I analyze and overanalyze until I hate this stupid race while you were getting ready for one of the races there over the last couple of months. Um, what does that pre-race analysis um, involve, Barry? Is it is it just at a laptop looking at the race course or is it replication, the actual, say, race distance, the race climbing, the race descending? A couple of tips maybe for, for myself, for everybody that's listening about how you prepare a race. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> this is something I could, I could go on all day, but I'd be very brief. I, 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 <laughs> I basically, I basically, um, I just absorb everything. I study Strava, I study elevation profiles, I study the times people have run them in. I know every time that for every segment, I know, you know, what the percentage grade and the thing. I read all the Imra reports. I, I look at photos, see the trend, and that's before I start to recce it. So when I go down to recce, like, I know a lot of people might think recce is just go down, jog the course, and you go, oh, yeah, you take a left turn there, and there's a steep hill there. Like, I, I go down, and I, like, you know, I, I become a part of that course. Like, like for that trail race, I know that there's a bush is going to cut me here when I'm going by it. I know that I have to step on that line on the left-hand side. I go from corner to corner. Like, I, it's in my head, like, everywhere I can save time. It's totally prepared. Um, like, I was down there the five weeks, once a week before the trail race. And I've ran the whole course in like 47, 31 at the times. I've done five loops with two-minute jog. I've ran three laps from the start. Like, then I've done, like, the first kilometre repeats. You know, it's just, like, it's probably a bit obsessive, but it's, like, I go, right, well, I'm doing this. And, like, you know, we used to have a saying, if I'm going out, I'm going all out. So that's just the way it is, like, you know. Yeah, well, I think that's the behaviour and that's the mindset of champions, Barry. And, and again, yeah. That hard work paid off and you were the first man home in the trial race and the first man on the plane to the European Championships. So I think it's it, it's preparation and behavior that you can be very proud of. And, and you know, long may that obsessive, obsessive analysis continue and your results get bigger and better and bigger and better as the years go on. And um, speaking of results, Barry, you've had some incredible results over the last two years. Uh, I said it's first and seconds everywhere. And and I know that you know you, you you really enjoy some of these podiums and victories, and and you've spoken about getting very emotional coming across the, the finish line first in a couple of races, especially with your great support crew that's there. Um, apart from the trial race last Saturday, is there any particular highlight over the last two three years, Barry, that stands out for you? Yeah, like um, yeah, with, like getting emotional. Like, I think you you know. Well, I, I definitely think I have problems with emotional regulation anyways, but um, uh, like, I think it's, it's like the emotions come from like, say, like when I was 17, like I used to play football with the town and I remember before semi-final at the championship, I went out um, on the town for a full night out before the race and the only, re- or before the match, and the only reason I did it was because I'd have an excuse in case I played badly. Um, and that's just pure fear, like, you know, and like, when I turned up to the Wicklow Way half this year, like um, I had to put it all, all my heart and soul into it. And then with, with that comes like, you know, there is a risk that you might not be good enough. And um, 
Do you know, then just to, to, to go there and like achieve it and whatever. Like, and even if I hadn't won, it didn't matter. It was just that I didn't turn up with any excuses, you know. And like, um, that that ma- matters a lot to me, like, you know, and um, like all the races, like, I, I have a real soft spot for Karen Hool down there, like, you know, that was my first ever race, and um, I just love it down there, like, you know, and I think I'll miss it this year now because going away with Ireland, but like, that's a race I'd recommend to anyone. Um, you know, but I, I think, yeah, the emotions come from kind of like, it's just coming from life. Like, you know, it's coming from life and, and it's the effort levels you're putting in and just everything, like, you know. Um, but the highlight, like, really is just getting the opportunity to develop my character, like, through mountain running and, and meeting all these, like, these kind of mad people who appreciate nature and are just so, it's such a great, like, community, Imra. Yeah, oh, it, it is. And especially, you know, when you came into it, I'm sure back in 2020, uh, you know, I'm sure you felt so much at home there from the very start. And of course, that helps to perform well and to run well. And we've spoken about Barry, everything, you know, going so well over the last three years. But has there been any low points in the last three years? Um, you've, you've handled the success, you've handled the podiums. Have you had to get through any tough challenge at all in the last two or three years where maybe your race didn't go as well as planned? Yeah, like there's there's been, you know, like I, like even just uh, 10 days before the um, the trail race, I, I went down to do the little sugar loaf race and I was coming off the back of it and I was in the lead at the time and I just got completely lost and just kept running. Like, and then the next thing you kind of come back with your tail between your legs and like the race is long over and I've been out on the mountains for ages but um like you know there's always injuries and niggles and and little bits and like that like but you know and falls like you know I had a really bad fall down in current last year and like dislocated my thumb and it just shows you like the people that are in like Paul Carroll who was the race director in Ballyhura there recently um like he just straight me and Aoife put drove my car straight down to Cork City Hospital like and you know, and it was just, you know, like for me, like I'm kind of a bit of a pessimist sometimes. And I was just like looking at him going like, geez, there's good people out there. Like, you know, and like I, I love seeing like, you know, the likes of like Peter Bell and Eddie O'Connor and like, you know, all these people like at these races and like even Nick Hogan there. He's such a nice person. Like, you know, that I, I met at Imran, like my girlfriend was there, like said to me recently, she said, can you not be more like Nick? And uh, so if Nick is listening, I'm, I have to mold myself in his manner now at the minute. So yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's salt of the earth, like really in Imran. Like, you know, that's I just love it. Like whether it's Leinster, Munster, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And plans for the future, Barry, what, what are you thinking? I know obviously we've got Snowden, European Championships first and foremost. Do you dare to think beyond that? And is there any medium or long term plan to... To go to any of the other big international trail races, I presume, to yeah, to run as many of races as possible over the coming years and, and keep on climbing up on those podiums. Is there anything outside of Ireland that catches your eye? No, well, I think, yeah, like when you first hear about mountain running and trail running, it's always the UTMB, like, and you know that well, like, you know, and, and yeah. uh, I think someday, like, you know, like, you know, that's, that's what I dream about, being able to, like, do the UTMB and, you know, maybe you'll be calling my name down there. Like, I'm just putting that out there. Like, <laughs> oh, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I'll be lucky enough to see the likes of 
See the likes of Gavin Byrne and Ian Keith over the last couple of years come in. Paddy O'Leary, of course, as well, had a had a yeah. stormer there too. Um, and long, yeah, long may we see lots of Irish flags coming down yeah. the main street there in Chamonix. <laughs> yeah, no, so that that that's kind of like, you know, but other than that, it's just like, you know, just I just take it like one race at a time, like, you know, and just just enjoy it. You have to, you have to enjoy it. Yeah. Well, well, listen, Barry, it's been a wonderful chat this morning and um, I've already done my training this morning but after listening to you talking I want to go out and run again as soon as I can so th- thanks for certainly inspiring and motivating me to, to keep on going and, and running the hills and running the mountains and I'm sure you've done the same for everybody that's listening as well and just as one of our mutual friends said to me um, recently he said Barry he's got the hunger and the mindset to make it in the mountains and Yes, you do. Yes, you do, Barry. And, and best of luck. Best of luck in La Palma in the European Championships. And uh, looking forward to seeing you go from success to success over the next couple of years. Thanks, Owen. I appreciate it. Okay. All the best, Barry. Take care and good luck with the prep. See ya. Bye, Well, that's a wrap for this week's show, everybody. And what a story that was from Barry. A story that will inspire everybody that it is never too late to fulfil your dreams. Well done to everybody who made an Irish team last weekend in the trials. What a special moment it will be for for those athletes as they represent Ireland in the European Championships, the mountain running and trail running European Championships in La Palma in a couple of weeks' time. If you would like to get to know Barry a little bit more, Take a moment to go onto the IMRA website and read some of his race reports, which are simply outstanding. To give you an example of his writing, Barry wrote a couple of races ago. Wind adds time and effort. As I run into the wind, I bring my arms in closer to my body and pretend the passageway has opened up for me right between the gusts. I'd slide through it like an Irish Moses. I surrender to the wind and never fight it. Sometimes I talk to it. Is that all you've got? Give me more or go away. And on that note, everybody, we'll leave it there for this week. Pop over to Patreon if you can, support the show. But first and foremost, everyone, let's get our running gear on. Let's go. Let's go.